Welcome to episode two. This is Impatiently Waiting. I'm Vanessa. This is Gary. And we have a special guest today, all the way from Hamburg, Germany. Welcome to the studio, Gabe. Oh, it's so Welcome, cool. welcome. Yeah, this is awesome, what you guys are doing here. I was actually in town, and when I got the invitation, I was like, oh, i got to come. This is really cool. Thank you, thank you. We're happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've been at Google. Uh, well, I'm, the, I'm in the tech industry, and I've been at Google for... Been six years now. So I started working in Mountain View for two or so years, working in AdWords, so those little links that nobody clicks above the Google search engine. <laughs> uh, then I moved to brand marketing, so on the homepage, you see the Google Doodles. I worked on the Google Doodle team. And eventually I transitioned to uh, Hamburg, Germany, where I worked on the, the Google Pixel campaign and Android, and eventually brought me to what I'm doing now, which is a hybrid software engineering and marketing strategy role for privacy and security for, for Google. Sounds complicated. <laughs> it kind of is, honestly. <laughs> well, the, the, the topic privacy, privacy and security is not something that the average person uh, cares for, uh, cares for the, as far as the topic. But in Europe, people really care about privacy and security. You wouldn't believe. And in Europe, do people really care about sports? That's what we want to know. You know, it's yes. So the answer is yes. But the variety of sports... The intensity level, uh, the association and pride, I think there's different flavors, but certainly I think sports is probably at the, oh, at the center of like human, uh, just the human experience. It's, I think sports has been around for like thousands of years, so you, you, you better believe Europeans are into sports. What, since like Rome, since those days? Or oh, I'm thinking, who was before Rome? Like Greece? Like the, the Parthenon and them doing yeah. like the Olympic Games? I don't know. And... Uh... What sports do you watch? Who, who are your teams? Who are you cheering for? Well, I'm from Orlando, hence here I am. <laughs> uh, so I like the Orlando Magic. I went to school in Chicago, so I like the Bulls um, and uh, the Bears. The thing is, I'm in the and I went to San, I lived in San Francisco, so I, I do like uh, the Giants and and the Warriors in some respect. But my association and relationship to sports is very different than you guys. I think the the circles that I'm in just relate to sports differently i think you guys are real fanatics and i'm kind of a tech geek <laughs> and it's different and maybe we, I, we probably should talk about that okay so so what's what's different what how do you see us as the fanatic well here this is one of the topics i wanted to talk about like what does the future of sports look like with this ever-growing segment of millennial tech obsessed group uh, because where i'm in and the groups and the people i associate with Sports, it doesn't have the same kind of relationship that my father has with sports, or even you guys have with sports. You guys know the players. You know all the stats. You know who's getting traded from whom. And not only that, you've been following the players for years. Like, you watched them in college. You saw them grow up, and then they get drafted to the NBA, and you, you really know them as people. Me, I have no clue. I have no clue in the same way I have no clue when I go to a Broadway show who's playing in the Broadway. I just go for the entertainment value. And so I imagine that in some respect, the, the, the community value of sports is very much less in my group, uh, but the, and the entertainment value is probably the same. Does that make sense? It does. So, do you, so would you say you, in your circle, you are more likely to only watch the big events, the finals, the World Series, yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I love watching the Super Bowl for the commercials and this, the experience of the event. But those teams, I know nothing about. So what makes you actually go to an event? Actually, I would say the best part of sports is the, the in-person part of it, right? 
So watching sports on TV, at least for the, the groups I'm in, makes zero sense. Like really? The, the value of watching sports on TV outside of those huge, big highlight events that you described makes no sense, right? So, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> we, here, it's a, the first Sunday of football. Mm. It's, I, can't even, I can't explain it to you in words. I mean, we have my mom comes over, our family comes over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's an event. So here is the point of the, the debate, right? So the debate is, am I the anomaly or are you the anomaly? I think it's you. You think it's me? Yeah. I definitely think it's you. Yeah. Why? Because here, and I don't know if it's... Now, do you think it's more uh, that you're in Germany or do you think it's more that you're in the tech world? No, I think, I think it's a generation of people that don't have the same association. Let's think of a couple of reasons why. One, I think... Uh, let's think of patience, right? How much patience do you need to have to diligently sit in front of a television and watch a very, very long game. I think you have to have a lot of patience. Whereas normally you can just get on Twitter and just have that dopamine injection instantly with all the highlights later. You actually don't have to invest nearly as much uh, into the actual event. So it do, does it pay? Does it pay to be, be watching that? Or does it pay just to catch it on YouTube later? Does that make sense? Yes, Gary. So I think baseball, that's the reason why it suffers because the games can be so long. There's no time limit on the games. Yeah. Um, that's why I think these new generations really aren't, aren't watching it so or I, playing it as much. But I think yeah. football, basketball, is still it's so fast-paced. Yeah. Um, the highlights are up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook instantly. They're yeah. commenting on it while it's happening. Yeah. So that's why I think ESPN is going through what they're going through. But at the same time, I think sports are still, you know, relevant along older generations and current generations. You know, I think baseball is the perfect case study, right? So baseball, the national pastime, makes perfect sense for a very patient, like attentive group of people that really don't have the dopamine injections that are all around them, right? And I think... Uh, my, my grandparents and, and the, the history of America, that makes perfect sense. Even my father's generation has less of a patience for baseball because of the tech. And then the current generation, man, if I could put the writing on the wall, baseball won't be around in another two generations. I, I guarantee you the MMA will be at least 10 times as bigger as the, as the, the Major League Baseball game. Okay, so that's, I think that's, that's the first thing, a patience. I think the other thing is that the options, the sheer amount of options that we have for entertainment are like not even quadruple. It's like a hundred times more than what it used to be. Uh, So like 20 years ago, if you're trying to entertain yourself, maybe you get like a a VHS video that you can drive and and go to the Blockbuster and come back home or... Blockbuster, wow. Maybe you have the the news... Don't forget to rewind it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you used to get fines for rewinding. Isn't that obscene? (laughs) I'm happy they went out of business. What? Uh, That's not nice. Oh, no. They, they deserve to be gone. Though, uh, so, okay. So that was, that was the VHS. You got the newspaper. You got your crossword puzzles. You got not much to do. Mm-hmm. And sports is the most exciting thing happening. It really is. Consuming sports has a, a, an amazing storyline of these characters. There's, it's so American with achievement and the harder you work, the greater you can do. It rewards the best. It's very almost capitalistic in a lot of ways. It resonates with the American identity and it's the best thing on. Now, what do you have today? You have my little brother 
that's arguing about the the length of his like cable cord to the wall because it's not long enough because <laughs> he wants to play an infinite amount of Pokemon Go. Like, right? <laughs> like, if it's not Pokemon Go, it's something else. And if it's not that, it's YouTube. And if it's not YouTube, it's social media. If it's not this... It, like, don't forget Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, my God. Video games. <laughs> I, the, the competition I think sports sees uh, is enormous in the realm of entertainment. I think they're going to have to evolve or something. So let me ask you a question then. If, if from what you're thinking, sports are maybe less popular... In your opinion, why did Amazon buy the rights to Thursday Night Football? So this season, Amazon paid $50 million to stream 10, uh, 10 Thursday Night Football games. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was Twitter. They paid $10 million. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the catch with Amazon Prime is you, Amazon is you have to get Amazon Prime. It's $99 a year. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, aims... Do you think that aims more towards our parents' generation? They're the ones that are going to spend the $99 mm-hmm. for Prime? Or do you think the younger generation will also do that? And then now they can watch Thursday Night Football mm-hmm. on their tablet, wherever they are. That's an interesting point. I almost think, you know, there was like the reign of newspapers when you had a newspaper company and you made a lot of money, like a ton of money. And that reign is over. If you're a newspaper company, you make no money. And the writing might be on the wall for the NFL. The reign of paying for entertainment might be over. Maybe. I don't know. This is a hypothesis. <laughs> I think there's probably one of two things that are going to happen. One, I think the NFL and I think of the rest of the sports leagues will have to come into alignment with this new generation that will be the people who are spending money on these things. They'll have to be more mobile. They'll have to be more active. They'll have to give me my dopamine injections every two seconds while I'm watching it. They'll have to be a second screen experience. They'll have to be all these kind of intelligent layers that keep up with all the technology that's happening right now. And I think the secondly, it's got to compete with the other sports or the other things that are, I guess, new sports or the other form of entertainment that people are watching that's competing for their eyes. No? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I see. I just from from where what I, what we do and no. what I see, there are so many fanatics. No. I mean, you go to a football game that's like sixty thousand people, mm-hmm. and I don't see I don't see it going down at all. So that's I have a I have a part two to this philosophy. <laughs> What's that? The part two to the philosophy is people want experiences. I think our generation doesn't want things anymore. The American dream of owning a house and having a nice car. I, I think people want to experience activities. So, for example, the, the tech millennials that are buying all this avocado toast and, and they can't afford to buy a house because they have so much avocado toast that they're buying, this, this speaks to people want to go and see things. They want to go and see shows. And there's going to be, I think in the next couple of years, a countercultural movement. Because what is the value of watching something on your mobile phone? Not much. But being there in person, seeing an actual touchdown in person is like an an injection, an invigorating thing that like goes to the deep part of like a human being of like Neanderthal, yes, you know? And so I, let me so, ask you a question so on I, that point. I think the live, the live experience will continue. When you go to a concert today, the majority, and, and let's, I'll use the Kanye West concert, for example, because we were surrounded by millennials and it, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. No one watches the show live. They watch it through their phone. They're literally recording what they've now... They're not experiencing the show. So uh, 
I agree. I think we, I think there, that it is about the experience, but how much are they really experiencing? Yeah. You know, this is a, a sad point, right? So you spend all the money to have the in-person experience because no one wants to watch, no one wants to watch the YouTube video of Kanye West performing. They want to see Kanye West performing. But then when you get there, there is a social uh, capital. So there's social value in broadcasting that right. I am there. I'm right. experiencing this and letting your friends know that. Uh, what's the solution? Uh, I think the solution is that will have to change at some point. Yeah. I think people are going to be upset that they can't consume and publish at the same time. So how is technology going to evolve that allows me to consume live and publish at the same time? And it probably needs to change the hardware, you know? Goggles? L- maybe, yeah, maybe. Is it Google goggles or something that people wear on their don't face? Don't Snapchat or... have goggles too? Yeah. I don't know what they do though. Yeah, yeah they, they, have the, they have the shades yeah. that you consume there. That's got to be a better experience. I don't have, I shouldn't look down, right? I'm at, a, I'm at a sports game. I spend all the money going there. Why am I looking down? I should look up. What's funny though is you really don't see that at a sports game. When you're at a Magic game or when we're at the Buccaneers games, people don't record. I mean, you can't record. If you're looking down, you literally could miss just an amazing tackle or the touchdown. That's a good it's, point. It's, Why? I, don't, I haven't personally seen people recording the Magic games. They, don't, they, they watch the Magic games. My hypothesis is probably it's, it's infrequent. Or like the Kanye West thing happens once a year and they go. And if you go to many magic games, maybe the fifth magic post of the game you've been to in the last month is probably annoying. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's an hypothesis. But there's a problem. There there is a significant problem to be solved. Um, uh, It's the question is, is will technology save us or is it killing us? Or is technology killing sports or helping sports? Yeah, what is it doing? What do you think, Gary? I mean, I think it helps sports. Um, yeah. Like when you go to a Magic game, you send tweets, they put them up on the Jumbotron. Mm. You send pictures, they put them up there so it involves the fans more. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, See, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, so now you can order food from your mobile device on the Magic app. They bring you the food right to your seat. So people are always on their phones. They don't have to get up to go to the line. Yeah. You can pre-order the food and they bring it to you or you just go to the specific line to get your food. So I think it can help sports. See, that's good. That Those are examples of how technology is not replacing the experience. Technology is augmenting or mm-hmm. making that experience easier. Uh, I can imagine that, that, that those things help sports. Yeah. The things that don't help sports are things that come in, into competition with your eyes. Uh, and I, I don't know what what that means and I don't know what the future is but we should talk about other ways uh, what other ways we're, we're, that, that technology can influence sports uh, one thing that just came to mind can I yeah. can I talk about this so I used to play baseball growing up and uh, did you guys play baseball I played softball yeah I played baseball oh you played softball played, right yeah did, what, what position did you play shortstop I was okay. the best <laughs> <laughs> and the most humble no uh, so I was playing baseball and there's always an issue with, about an umpire. You know, you get like a weird umpire. He throws strikes. He, he has weird things. He like his batter's box. There's, there's umpires that came up to us and say, hey, my, my box yeah. is big, big. You better be swinging. If you're not swinging, I'm going to call strikes. Who is he to say that? So what defines a strike? There is a definition of a strike, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's within a certain box. It needs to be the outer part of the plate and below like the armpit. Is that right? Of the batter? And then like below the knees? It's, it's, it's the box. It's, it starts at the below the knee to the armpit and the width of the plate. The plate. That is the definition. This is, a, this is a technical definition. You can measure the box. How is an umpire putting objective decisions on where a strike and a ball is? So the solution is very evident. There doesn't need to be umpires. In fact, if you look at the replays for baseball right now, they know what a, a strike is and they know what, know what a ball is. As accurate as they know if, when you're playing tennis, if it's on the line or above the line. Technology has literally eliminated the need for umpires. So the philosophical question is, do we need umpires? Should we, should we fire every umpire in the MLB? I think a lot of people like the human aspect of it, too. Yeah. At yeah. least for baseball. Because it's, it's unpredictable? Or? Um, I don't like umpires. Who likes umpires? I guess it's the whole thing of, hold on, we got to stop the game. Let's go look at this real quick. Yeah. They, I guess they don't want to feel like a computer's determining the outcome of the game. Is that what it is? But like, for example, they, they call, this guy has a backwards K, right? He, has, he, he strikes out looking. Everyone's pissed because they knew that was a ball. Yeah. Like that's the injustice, you would imagine. You know, they, like people are getting killed in Africa, but this is literally <laughs> the most unjust thing in the world, what just happened. And people are going to go find this on after the game. But you don't need that with machines. Computers can do this. So would the, to, would the computer also be determining if they're out, like at the plate? Oh, yeah. The base, everything? Machines can count, yeah. No, but what if a guy's coming, home, coming in from third, he slides into home, how, how does a computer tell you that that guy was safe or out? Oh, okay, that's an interesting question. So how would, how would we know? Um, do you have to somehow add a technology around home plate? So I don't think a camera can do it, right? No, so then I think you need the umpire there. You, you would need someone to make yeah. that call, but in theory, you won't, right? In theory... The ball could be made of some type of material that is like electromagnetic that knows when it's touching the glove and the glove knows when it's touching another human being. And if all lights are green, they touched. But I don't think that works because a couple things. Baseball is the oldest, most traditional American sport there is. Mm. We do it this way because we've always done it this way. That's baseball. So I don't think they're going to ever take the umpire out of the game because they've always done it that way. Yeah. Not that I don't agree with it. I think mm-hmm. that a, a, a computer would be more accurate. And mm-hmm. that also takes the controversy out of baseball. And a lot of conversation on ESPN, Mike and Mike, is the controversy of baseball. Yeah. Because baseball is already so slow. If you add a glove and a ball that is supposed to sync together, it's going to make it slower. And my, I'm not going to watch it, let huh? alone the people younger than me. The robotic umpire? <laughs> I'm totally game for the robot empire. <laughs> I'm, I'm game Just, for, the, for the computer. Uh, I think they should rely more on the computer for accuracy. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't say if a guy is safe or out at home plate when he slides. But imagine a, a world where the entire field is digital. Like they know the second where by millimeters where a ball hits the ground, you know? You're, you're going to have riots. <laughs> There's <laughs> riots in the streets? There's no way that it's, baseball it's, fans will allow that. It's led by the like, umpires association that <laughs> yeah. they're on, all unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Red Sox fans and Yankees fans are just going to fill the streets. At that point, just play video games. There's no point in playing the game. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah. since Gary mentioned video games, do you guys think the, the players who are just avid video gamers... Mm-hmm. 
do you consider what they're doing training as a sport? Training as a, we have to talk about what's a sport. What qualifies as a, as a sport? Uh, I think you have to. I think it's something that you have to train for. Okay. I think there has to be a physical aspect to it. Mm. Um, I mean, I know that there are baseball players like CC Sabathia who were yeah. always overweight, but he still had to have a fastball that was 97 miles an hour. What about chess? Is chess a sport? I don't think so. I don't consider it a sport. No. I think my, maybe, maybe my definition of a sport is much wider. I, I would imagine a sport is anything in which two entities compete for something. Right? They compete for something. And that's a competition to me, but not necessarily a sport. Yeah. Well, I would say any competition could be a sport if done at some regular interval. Maybe that's wrong. And I mean, you have to have uh, physical exertion. I would for say, it to be a sport. So I would disagree. I would have a dissenting opinion on this. I would say that the act of training your mind when it comes to chess is a sport because it requires a level of competition that they have to go against each other to achieve some type of goal. But that's okay. I, we can stand in disagreement. The question is, what is video games a sport? And by virtue of the, the principle of physical activity and exertion, I would, that would be no. Right? Mm-hmm. Like right. You don't exert it physical activity unless you're a guy getting up for nachos from the fridge <laughs> and you have to sustain your life <laughs> at some point. Or you're throwing the remote. You're at the throwing wall. the remote of anger. You know, video game, these video game competitions, <laughs> these guys are the, oh my gosh, there's no sportsmanship in video games. That actually pisses me off a little bit. You know, there's like, the, there's a, there's a nobility in baseball, right? There's an underlying sense of morality. Video games is a, like a libertarian society of chaos. <laughs> like there's no morals. Like those people, I really think that they have, did their mother teach them to throw those things? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and the people with the aim bots and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, like the, what's the point? Oh, of cheating. Playing? Yeah. Oh, cheating. I, I think technology will probably take care of that. Right. So the, cheating in sports, you mean? It, no, it's an arms race. No, cheating in, in video games. It's an oh. arms race. Right? Well, d- didn't you have a video game where people Dang, were caught Overwatch. cheating? Oh. Yeah, a lot of people were banned because of it. Wait, Gary, was, was that you? Is that why you changed handles? <laughs> <laughs> you changed your username well, from one day to the next. You had to buy another copy? <laughs> no. hey, it was my aimbot. That's why I never missed. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an arms race, right? It's an arms race between the people that, that are trying to exploit uh, these type of like power-ups and stuff. So that's kind of like steroids. Then in, it's exactly in like steroids. And the people that are trying to detect them. I don't think it'll ever go away, but the detections are getting much, much better. And the consequences of having to pay another video, you know, these kids are like 18 years old. They can't afford to buy a video game. I think they're probably going to stop. I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a hypothesis. So for the, the people listening that are like me, can you guys tell me what is an aimbot? Oh. So it means basically you don't have to move the joystick to aim. It automatically tracks the player you're trying to shoot. So, the, oh. yeah, the objective of the shooter is to shoot the other person. And you have to move your little mouse to the person and click the button but the skill at which who can move the mouse the best to get the person determines the winner and skill but if you have an, a robot that automatically detects and like automatically can put your cursor on top of the other person they die instantly so you have a lot of people kind of cheating in these things uh-huh. no but going back to the question is it a sport uh, I I would reckon this is maybe this is maybe bold but I think the electronic sports gaming league will be bigger than um, it will be bigger than the NFL 
You're crazy. It would be bigger. And I wouldn't say just bigger. It'll be at least five times as big. One, like a hundred years? No, I think I'm, t- I'm thinking 10. So Within you're saying you think in 2027, Overwatch part 10, whatever, will be bigger than will the be NFL. bigger than the NFL. The main event for Overwatch part 10 will be bigger than the Super Bowl. There will be more viewers. Okay. There's no way. No, there's absolutely no way. Why? The Super Bowl is it's an event. It's a mm. major it should be a holiday. Kids go there. We should not have to go to work the day after the Super Bowl. Young adults, adults, <laughs> grandparents. Who's going to be at, at the events for video games? Just teenagers? That's a good point. Consuming video games is not nearly as satisfying as consuming real people on a moving screen. But it's the question of audience. Now, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a holy trinity of three different groups that create a successful business model, right? So there's the advertiser that's looking for where can I put my product and get money. There is the content creator of people who are publishing. And then there's the, the, the viewer, right? There's the person that's, that's consuming this. So the, the viewer, the content creator, and the advertiser, this particular triangle is exponentially growing in video games. In fact, if you want to like advertise something right now to this specific segment, there's no better place to advertise. It's much better than some of these other ones. So maybe it's a demographic thing. It could be, this could also be the case. It could be the case that the NFL will speak to a cohort, a very large cohort of Americans that you could definitely do video game uh, uh, advertisement for and it'll, it'll totally be acceptable. Or sorry, uh, you could do um, have Super Bowl ads and there's going to be another cohort. If you want to reach them, you must advertise. Right? And I think it's going to be Axe, right? Axe deodorant will not be going to the Super Bowl. It will be going to the electronics gaming Super Bowl because that's where those people are. But while Axe goes to the to the the video game world, Budweiser is going to stay with the NFL. Yeah, Budweiser is going to pay the NFL much more money than Axe is paying the electronic world. So it depends. It depends if if there is way more content that's being being consumed at a much higher view rate than the NFL. The advertisers that third leg of the stool will come with will come with, and then. That means more people are making money, and these players that are from all around the world are, are going to be millionaires. Like They're going to sign an electronic sports league Overwatch player that's from Brazil, that's 18, year old, 18, year old, uh, 18 years old, that will make more than an NFL player. So then what you're saying is Gary needs to play more Overwatch so that he can make millions in Thank 10 years. Thank you, Gabby. Years. Thank you for coming. <laughs> so then, okay, so here's a fundamental problem. I w- I'm glad you, didn't, you guys didn't bring it up, so I'll have to bring it up. A fundamental problem with this theory. The issue is football is not, it's immutable. It doesn't change, right? The football of our grandparents is the same football, save for like the Tom Brady tackle thing, right? It's, it's the same. Video games, the all-star of Overwatch today is useless in two years. And that's, there's, a, there's a big issue in the Electronic Sports League. Is it, why is it useless? Because they come up with new characters? Because then the next game is going to be Halo 5, and all those skills that that person had on Overwatch is not good for Halo 5. And so there's going to be a whole another set. So if you think of who is, who is a hero or who is a, a big player in electronics gaming, almost no one can name anyone because the continuity of their careers are so short that how can we have a hero? So technology might be the thing that undoes itself because there's no one to root for because you don't really know. Well, and what, what do you think, or if you know, 
is driving video games? Is it the Overwatch, Call of Duty type games, or are is it the Madden and NBA 2K, the games that are relying on sports? That's an interesting question. I think in Europe, FIFA is enormous. I think it is here. My brother yeah. loves FIFA. Yeah, it's big here too. And I'm kind of pissed because I suck at that video game. <laughs> but it is huge. Uh, I see no other sports games being consumed. In college, I used to play NHL. Uh, I think 2000, I don't even know what year it was. NHL 2000. When did I graduate, Gary? No. <laughs> <laughs> I loved NHL, but in Europe, they, all, they only care about FIFA. And I don't know if you've read, been reading these articles, but players in the, 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 the football league, the FIFA football, players are studying football or, or soccer through this video game. Through this video game. It is, it is enormous. Uh, studying in what way? Studying their opponent? Yes, they're studying their opponent. It's basically like watching film reels. Uh, this is a really crazy thing. I think FIFA will be bigger than FIFA one day. You mean... Think about this. Wait, you said you think FIFA will be bigger than FIFA? I would think FIFA will be bigger than FIFA. What do you the video mean? game. The video game will be bigger, oh, than, the bigger than the actual thing. bigger than the actual sport? How crazy would that be? The, 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 the worth and the amount of money generated from the video game, the abstraction of the actual thing will be worth more. That's like a Pokemon trading card company buying Pokemon. Like the actual origin of Pokemon. I think that's going to happen. Because the, 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 the reason why is that the consumption... The experience of video games in FIFA is just more interesting than watching, a, watching it on TV. I'd much rather play it than watch it on TV. I, I can see that because soccer, I mean, I guess Noel would be great for this. He loves soccer. He would disagree with us. But I, I would rather play a video game of soccer than watch soccer. It's better. It's, it's better. There's just not enough action. But I, never, I can never see NFL or Madden taking over NFL. I think that would only happen in FIFA. Yeah? Yeah. Don't give me a controller. Give me tickets to the game. The growth of this is enormous. This would be the test. This is something that you guys should keep an eye on. How much does it cost to advertise in FIFA? And how much does it cost to advertise in an average NFL football game? And if you follow the money, then you'll really know where the future of the industry is going. Have you, You've played the FIFA game? Yeah. yeah. And, and there are ads in the game as you play? Oh, there's, they pay mega money for these ads. And think about this, like the future of these ads are going to be so hyper-targeted that the ads that I see in the video game will be specifically designed for me and my age and my demographic, whereas I watch the TV and I get a very general message. In fact, it's going to be way more worth inside a video game, those ads. So how... Wait, but you don't think that can come to TV too? That it will know who's watching and those ads will be generated to you? That's interesting. Is it possible? We should think about it. If I'm watching television... Will the ads that I'm watching? I mean, be, I watch it through I, my Xbox now, so it knows what I search on YouTube. It knows what I listen to. Yeah, for whatever reason, it feels so much creepier through TV. Yeah, why creepier? does Google know so much about us? Oh man, <laughs> should we talk about that? No. Do you have some secrets you can tell us on a podcast? Google does everything in its power to protect the rights of security and privacy of the users that uses products. Good mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> Is that the first thing they taught you? No. (laughs) All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for being on. Thanks, guys, for listening.
five, we in the four five, we 